This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalino. And I'm your host, Matt Scalino. And Matt, I cannot wait for this episode to go live because I am so excited about the content. That's right. We're talking Victoria today. We got more than one guest. We got two guests. We got Rick Hugendorn. He's a past guest on the show. Yeah. Also, so, a.k.a. Rick Toria. Yeah. They basically named the city after this guy. Yeah, He's so big in Victoria. Other, other way <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. But he, so he's a residential realtor in Victoria. He's a developer. He's an investor. He's an author. Best-selling best author. Best-selling author. Yes. Rick Rick wears many hats, uh, and I don't think there's anybody, when you're talking about Victoria, that knows knows as much uh, about Victoria as Rick. So, well, yeah, in the residential market, for sure. And, and just to kind of compliment Rick, we brought in also Corey Wright, who's our in-house expert for commercial real estate. That's right, from William about, Wright Commercial. Yeah, William Wright Commercial. So Corey came in to talk about Victoria and the opportunities, which seem plentiful. Well, and the, and the reason we brought Corey, who's actually a Vancouver-based guy, they're moving into Victoria. His company's moving into Victoria. He spent a ton of time there. He's looked at the commercial opportunities, and man, is Corey excited. Well, so he's, we're, this he is. is this yeah. is like a twofer. This is, we're hitting the residential side, we're hitting the commercial side, all things Victoria. And the real interesting part for me right. is how these markets, Vancouver and Victoria, are interrelated and how really, if you listen to either of these guys, if you understand what's going on in, Vic, uh, in Vancouver, sorry, Victoria opportunities abound. Yes, yeah. You could call this one a, a double bagger, which was also my <laughs> nickname in high school. Um, <laughs> something about if one of the bags fell off, I can't remember, but... Um, <laughs> Actually, Adam, double bagger. That's a perfect segue to to our next topic uh, for today because we were both double baggers. We both got spaces for radio. True true story. Yeah, Uh, true story. But we've actually decided to take the bags off. We're going going live on video. Yeah, Matt. So this is super exciting. This is our raw video. So we're basically recording the podcast now. It's available on our YouTube channel. It's also available at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. You can watch our interview with Corey Wright from William Wright Commercial. Basically... It's just the raw, the raw feed. That's right. We're we're starting to record these live at the new studio, live at the Bento Box, which we love. Yeah, we live love at Bento. So this is funny because this all came about really because we, you know, you had a baby. I had a baby. We yeah. lost that studio. We went to my house. 
uh, which wasn't really a studio and was not really working out the way it should have. Y- your and wife was home uh, for the summer. A, yeah, She's as a, a teacher, teacher, she was home, and so was my daughter, which was uh, not great for the podcast. Great for me, though. I, I enjoyed the summer. Yeah. But, uh, but, and now we got a new space. So live at the Bento Box. We, we are live at Bento. We're super excited. And we are, so first of all, so there's, there's two really exciting things to announce. So the first is that we're going to have a lot of our episodes recorded on our YouTube channel or on our website. And we should say, this is raw. So you get to kind of see the behind the scenes. There's conversations that don't always make it to the podcast. And then there's extras, things that are exciting. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Here's, here's one. What pocket square did Corey wear? Yeah, exactly. This is this is the these are the kind of questions that everybody wants to know, and you're going to find out on this video. You are, you are, but you got to watch the video to find that out. And then also, Matt, what we should say is that we are doing a live YouTube event. That's right. So this is kind live of live video is the future, Adam. This it is the future. We we really do feel that way. But here's why we're doing it. Um, we're doing it because the reality is we've done some seminars. And seminars are a little tricky because one, you got to get an event space. Two, you got to get people to come out after work. And it's often they're tired. And then by the time you get there, there's it, it, there's well, some, we've done some downtown. The yeah, there's some loitering. It's and, always you know it, it it never goes as planned, and it's always complicated. And we've done we've done we did one at UBC. We've done a few downtown. Yeah, and they've so, been they've been really good. But it, just the amount of effort to put one on, sure, is. I find it's overwhelming. enough that you don't want to do it all the time. But here's the thing. Live video streams? We are going live. And we're going live on October 9th. This will be the first, but the first of many. The first of many. And what we should say is, basically what we're doing, and this is the concept, you at home can go on YouTube, you can watch us live, you can ask us questions. We're going to have a guest in the live studio, and we're just going to be having a craft beer and chatting. That's right. And you can join us and you can ask any questions and it's going to be phenomenal. And it's called Vancouver Real Estate Live. And we are so excited about it. We're starting on the 9th of October. So stay tuned for that. More info to come. It's going to be the evening, uh, probably around 7 p.m. or so on the 9th. But uh, we will have more info. We're also going to be having a link on our site. So we're really excited for that. Yeah, no kidding. What else? Uh, There's so much to talk about today. Condo Expo. Condo Expo. So yes. there, this is a thing. We have some lot free tickets to give away. If you're interested in uh, an event, these types of events are big in other cities like Hong Kong, right. where uh, all the developers get together in a single place to basically showcase uh, their projects. projects. Yep. So there's dozens of projects all in one space, Saturday, September 28th, all Fantastic day long. Fantastic networking opportunity. Well, it's great. It's great for networking. It's great if you're interested in what types of incentives are out there. You don't have to go to 10 different pre-sale centers. Sure. You just go and start talking to people. We have free tickets to give away. We do. So this is happening Saturday, September 28th. Uh, it's happening downtown. Like I mentioned, if you listen to the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast and you want to go, we got a ticket for you. So get in touch at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And then last, and this is definitely the last thing, Adam. You're, you're, you look excited. I don't know. Well, I have no, no we idea got, what we got, we got a book to give away. Oh, we do. We do. Vancouverism by Larry Beasley. So, of course, we're going to wait till the end of the program to give away that book. If you are one of the 80 or so reviews on Google uh, for the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, we are going to do a random selection. I think it's out of Secrets Hat this Bol- week. No, yeah, it's a bowler hat. Yeah, it's a, it's a bowler cap, and we've actually clipped all the names of the reviewers, and we're going to be drawing again today, but that's going to come at the end of the program. That comes at the end, and of course, if you want to get involved in that and win a book, Vancouverism, go to Google, type in VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. On the right-hand side, there's a business profile. You hit review. You put that review on Google, and your name goes in that bowler cap. And man, it, it, we, the possibilities are actually quite high that you're leaving that you're with a book. Yeah, a signed book. book by Larry Beasley with a personal message. And I should say, you're getting better at those instructions. But really, it's at the end of the day, it's just I'm actually a lo- us on Google, yeah, right? Our, but I'm actually a local guide now, personally. Uh, this <laughs> are is, you a local this guide? This has led me to a whole new career of reviewing basically everything I, I do. Fantastic. Yeah. I uh, Maybe I should be doing that. You should. But without further ado, maybe we should cut to our first of two discussions on Victoria Real Estate with realtor Rick Victoria Hugenor. Can't wait. Enjoy. Okay, so we're here with Rick 
Hugendorn. He is a realtor with Royal LePage Coast Capital and also a developer in Victoria. And of course, past guest, fan favorite. How you doing, Rick? Good. How are you? Great. Thank, thanks so much, Rick, for, for coming back on the show today. And uh, yeah, hopefully sharing some interesting uh, thoughts about Victoria. Yeah, my pleasure. So, Rick, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll kind of start. Um, you know, a lot of our clients are in Vancouver and uh, they're, they're talking about, um, you know, just how the market has been quite soft in 2019, although it seems like we're kind of turning a corner in the fall here. Um, how's the market in Victoria? Well, uh, you know, we get a lot of uh, inquiries from Vancouver, um, of course, and a lot of people believe that we're in the same boat um, as Vancouver, but really we're a little bit different in that, you know, we haven't had the direct foreign buyer influence in Victoria. We get offshore buyers from Vancouver. So there's kind of a, a flow of capital that has been coming from overseas, mostly in Asia, goes to Vancouver. And then the Vancouverites were bailing there and coming over to Victoria. That was 2015, 2016, up to the summer of 2017. Um, and what we've seen is that the, you know, the foreign buyers have basically evaporated, disappeared in Vancouver. Um, because of the foreign buyer tax and various other things. So that stopped the flow of uh, Vancouver buyers to our market. We had about 20 to 25% of the buyers um, when our market took off in 2015, 2016, and that's pretty much dried up. There's still a few people, but at the top end of our market, sales are quite slow. Um, Our benchmark price hit a high last summer and we're about uh, 5% down since then the the core price the benchmark price in the core of Victoria was about uh, is about $850,000 um and the overall greater Victoria uh benchmark price is about 750 actually it's funny because it, it sounds like it's uh it's the dynamics are different but actually the the effects are the same right like the high end of our market is is quite soft as well and it sounds like you're over the same period here you're you're down maybe not quite as much as us um but still kind of charting the same path yeah your your market um was basically about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars higher than our average market like greater victoria to greater vancouver the the difference was about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars four years ago when our market started to take off and your market was skyrocketing and that was uh you know uh, august of 2015 kind of thing um today it's almost exactly the same. It's about $650,000, $660,000 difference between the average or the benchmark price in Van- Greater Vancouver and the benchmark price here. Of course, the difference is there's nobody that can sell there to buy here, which was completely different four years ago when everybody was bailing and coming over. Right. Interesting. So, so just to get a sense, and I don't know if you have sales ratios in front of you rick so uh maybe even just kind of general comments on kind of transaction volume uh where where are the kind of sales ratios in victoria generally speaking and and who is it just locals moving right now like where are the or are there retirees coming in or or where are the buyers coming from yeah, it's mostly it's mostly Victoria buyers right now. We don't have the the influx of of either foreign buyers or offshore buyers from Vancouver like we did. Um, but we're still a seller's market. We're about twenty seven, twenty eight percent sales to uh, listings ratio, which of course puts it in a seller's market. But it's not the robust, crazy seller's market it was four years ago when it was eighty five percent. That means that eighty five out of a hundred houses we're selling in a month right wow yeah. yeah which is similar to here which is just nuts <laughs> yeah um so if you look at um you know sort of what's been going on in terms of uh you know where opportunities are a part of the thing i, I should say too is our listings are are, are still kind of low um, we were about 2,500 listings this time last year. We're about 2,800 listings now. But if you look at the 10-year average, we should be about 4,000. So we still have a bit of a shortage of inventory here. And part of it, uh, in my belief, uh, is that uh, you know we're at the end of the rainbow here. Where else is there to go after you move to Victoria? 
Right, right, right. <laughs> um, Rick, so I mean, the the old saying is is uh, newly wed and uh, nearly dead in Victoria. Um, although it seems like that's changing drastically right now. What what are you? What are some of the exciting things happening in in Victoria? Yeah, so uh, part of the thing is that um, you know we we were listed, and I don't know where they get these statistics from, but um, they had a uh, a survey uh, that I recall seeing last year about top markets for millennials, and Victoria was uh, uh, right up there in the top three in Canada. Um, we have a very thriving tech. Um, sector here. I think it's the third largest in um, in British Columbia, uh, and so that's actually eclipsing the um, uh, you know the market for tourism, uh, which uh, is kind of surprising to many people. Um, and our our building sector is quite robust as well. We have a, a grave shortage uh, of construction workers here. Um, you know we're we're starving for for employees, and it's it's hard to keep people. Um, you know, if you're trying to do a, a building project. Um, so so there's lots of jobs here, but there's also a shortage of rental accommodation. It's hard to find a place to live if you're renting. Um, that's And certainly hard to find a quote unquote affordable place to live um, if your income isn't very, um, very high. So Rick, thinking about kind of the the growth in the tech sector, and I, my understanding is UVic is kind of booming as well. Like, where are where are all these millennials or tech workers like what areas are they kind of focused on and and is that an area you target if you were if you were working with a mom and pop investor um you know what we tend to look at for investors is you know where where is it likely to to increase um and what are the you know obviously what kind of uh um, resources does the buyer have um, and unfortunately in the core of Victoria the house prices are such that it it really um, has pushed out a lot of the younger millennial buyers um, so most of them have been moving out to places like Colwood and Langford um, and the spread between the core of Victoria and the West Shore which which is the area where Colwood and Langford are located, has actually increased over the last couple of years. So one can expect that you get more bang for your buck if you move out there. The trouble is that there's a bit of a, um, you know, a, a, a commute that's a pain. Um, we call it the Colwood crawl. Um, that's still, you know, a problem here in Victoria, trying to get out from Victoria to uh, the West Shore and back again in the morning or in the evening. If you're working in Victoria and living out in the West Shore is a problem. And in in that same vein, uh, Rick and Matt was kind of referring to areas, but what about property types? Is there a specific product that is very popular right now or, or might be a good investment? Yeah, as you can imagine, a house with a suite um, is a, a very popular thing, and uh, and it just basically uh, lends itself to affordability. Obviously, it makes a difference of about two hundred thousand dollars in terms of what somebody might be able to afford um, if they have a suite versus if they don't. Um, if we look at uh, houses with suites in the core, um, there were there are sixty at the moment, um, but twenty two of those. Only 22 of those are priced under a million dollars, and only one of those is priced under $700,000. Wow. So if you look at that compared to what's available in the West Shore, um, people are looking at affordability and, and going, let's go to the um, let's go to Colwood and Langford. If we look at condos, you know, um, there's there's a lot of rentable condos available in the core, 290. Um, two bedrooms under 400,000, there are just 20 though, and two bedrooms under 300,000, there's only only one, and that's a leasehold building. So, um, uh, the average condo price here is about four hundred ninety thousand dollars. And and is we have uh, tons of listeners who are you know uh, live and uh, invest in Vancouver, but are are keen on cash flow. Like, is it possible to cash flow in Victoria right now, or is that is that kind of the standard that somebody would still use to be looking at for an investment property? Yeah, if you're looking at cash flow, Victoria doesn't really compare well to uh, other cities. Um, to be honest, you know, if you yeah. went to Edmonton or you went to Calgary or and and so forth, um, the ability to get a cash flow property is much easier. It is also much easier in Nanaimo uh, than it is in Victoria. It's basically forty percent off day as soon as you go over the Malahat here, um, and the rents aren't significantly different between Victoria and Nanaimo. Um, I 
personally have a bias toward Victoria, but that this is not the market to get great cash flow. Um, you know, there's four ways to, to make money in real estate. Uh, one of them is cash flow. One of them is capital appreciation. Another one's forced appreciation. And then, of course, uh, mortgage pay down. And really, it's the mortgage pay down that's going to make the difference over the long term. And and maybe a uh, final question, Rick, uh, what are your thoughts on the market in the in the near future, maybe uh, in the next year or so? And or actually, maybe just even in the balance of 2019 and then uh, 2020. I think it's really impossible to tell what's going to happen in the future. But there's some interesting things taking place. Um, if we look at the fact that the market in Victoria went up 35% in two years, um, in 2015, 16, 2017, you know, that's an unsustainable rate of growth in the same way that Vancouver's increase is a completely unsustainable rate of growth. So what we can expect if we think about reverting to the mean, that we're going to see a relatively flat market in both of those markets going forward under normal circumstances. However, there's an outlier out there, and that outlier is Hong Kong. And there are 300,000 Canadians living in Hong Kong right now. And if those people or, you know, even a, a, a large fraction of those people decide to repatriate all their money and come back to Canada, and if their repatriation of money does not face a foreign buyer tax because they're already Canadians, we could see a significant impact by that. Mm -hmm. Well, fantastic, Rick. Well, maybe we'll leave it there, but how can our listeners find out more about you and uh, what you're doing? Um, Our uh, real estate company is the um, Greater Victoria Property Group. Um, So if you search for Greater Victoria Property Group, myself, Rick Hugendorn, or Sherry Krause, my spouse, um, you'll find our team and we'll be happy to help you uh, find a property or sell a property in Victoria. And, And I should say you've helped many of our clients and you guys are absolutely the best. So we appreciate you being on the on the program. Thank you. That's very kind. Okay, thanks so much for your time, Rick. Okay, so we're here with Corey Wright, managing broker of William Wright Commercial. How are you doing, Corey? Good, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. We should say you're a fan favorite. Yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely a fan favorite. And we also should say that we are not really having you back in the former studio we're in the bento box, which is pretty exciting. It's gorgeous. You're the and, first guest in the bento box. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad yet. Well, Matt, <laughs> when Matt usually is in a bento box, it's usually this this portion of his face in a motorboating rhythm. Um, so this is this I'm is a new sure thing. I understand what that means. <laughs> it means you're eating it ferociously. Um, but uh, yeah, we are we are in the bento box. Um, also, we should say that we are being recorded. Our our good friend Ramy from RamyFilms.com is uh, helping us out today. So thank you, Ramy, in advance. Corey, maybe start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. So my name is Corey Wright. I'm the managing broker with uh, William Wright Commercial Real Estate Services. And uh, we got three boutique offices in Vancouver, uh, New West and Langley. And we're very pleased to let everyone know that we uh, have acquired property and we'll be going to Victoria next year. So, so this is the exciting thing. Like we've had you on, I think, twice before, yeah. once to talk just about, well, both times to talk about the Vancouver commercial real estate market, right? Today, after meeting with you, what, a week or two ago and hearing about Victoria and how excited you were about Victoria, we thought we'd have you back. Can you tell us why you guys are so excited about Victoria? Well, I think if you look at it sort of from our business standpoint and commercial, when people are looking at investing and we're obviously watching developments and we're watching stuff like that take place, Victoria is kind of going through what looks to be kind of like what Vancouver went through 10 years ago. Like they're going through a major development boom. They're having sort of big city problems on a smaller scale. They have things like landlocked issues like we have over here. And uh, right now you have so many people moving into that marketplace that once people start moving in, that sort of creates demand for commercial product through jobs. And that's sort of where we come in on the, the leasing side and also on the investment side. So I think when you look at it overall, I mean, we love all the numbers that Victoria has. Uh, it's great investment opportunities all the way around. It's great business opportunities for people moving over there and to get established. So we like all that stuff and want to be a part of it uh, for sort of from the ground level where it is now and then hopefully over the next 10 years help sort of lead the way over there and sort of give them some education of what we've gone through over here right. over the past 10 years. 
It, it's so a lot of people in Canada, when they think Victoria, they think newlywed, nearly dead. Yeah. How is yeah. that changing? It's changing dramatically over there. And I think one thing too, that's really driving the market is you look at UVic and it has grown exponentially. They have this year about 21,800 students. That's up about 39% over the past five years. Wow. Yeah, and one incredible. of the biggest things you're finding over there is before people that would go to UVic, they would come back to Vancouver, Seattle, Alberta for jobs, that you're finding more and more companies are putting offices and placement in Victoria that a lot of these people can now stay, which is sort of leading to a demand on the development side and the housing crunch. And there's also tech over there, right? Like this is the thing a lot of people don't know about Victoria. Tech is one of the major driving industries over there right now. It's always been supported by government and all of that stuff. But tech um, over there is kind of going through what we're going through over here on a smaller scale. There's some major tech companies that are either in the marketplace now or looking to get into that marketplace. It's going to create a lot of jobs. I think when they look at like the Amazons of the world and stuff like that, they look at the employment opportunity, the talent we have here and the education levels we have to, tr- to teach this talent. It's a lot cheaper for them to have people up here, say, than maybe down in Silicon Valley. And I think that's creating a lot more jobs in the Victoria marketplace. It's adding another industry into the, to what's feeding that marketplace over there. So, so we had, and you're, this is going to be like a companion piece. Uh, we spoke to Rick Hugendorn, another friend of the show, a realtor over in, in Victoria. Um, and, you know, he's big on areas like Langford. Yeah. He, he mentions a couple others, uh, and we'll let everybody listen to that. But, where are you excited about on the commercial side? Like, where are you looking in Victoria as, as kind of the key places that you'd be thinking about investing? Well, I think, like, you know, Langford's great. I mean, they've seen about a 20 to 21% uh, boom in population over the past few years, which is hard to find probably anywhere. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a great marketplace over there. We love the uh, downtown Victoria marketplace, which is kind of a sort of our bread and butter. Downtown Victoria, a lot of the buildings are heritage designation, so there's not a lot of development opportunity. So that's sort of creating some sort of suburban downtown areas like a Yale town, which would probably arguably be kind of like your Harris Green district, which you're getting a lot of young professionals move in, a lot of development going on in that corridor. You got kind of like the old town area, which is probably their version of like a gas town, which they're getting a lot of, a lot of development kind of in that corridor. So we like, we like both of those areas. I mean, Victoria hasn't sort of had the office demand that we've had over here nor have they kind of had the strata boom that we've had over here. So that's slowly starting to, looks like it's starting to take place over there. So I think anything you can find um, in kind of the surrounding neighborhoods of downtown, you'll probably do really, really well over the coming years. Wow, that's that's great. Um, and so, okay, so thinking about commercial real estate, what property type would you be focused on? Well, I think over there, I mean, there's not a lot of retail opportunity. I mean, you have the downtown area, um, but what, after you get outside of that, and from what, what we've sort of been told over the years that downtown is a big driver, obviously, of tourism in the area. So in the wintertime, it may not be as busy. You're looking kind of out into like the Harris Green District where all the buildings are going. And a lot of the, the buildings have sort of retail on grade. So I think if you can kind of get into a retail op- leasing opportunity, you're going to kind of watch kind of like a Yale Town market kind of emerge where you're going to get a lot of young professionals that will sort of go home, go out for dinner and drinks and all that stuff in those, in those particular marketplaces. So that, I think, is probably a pretty good entry point for a lot of people. Right. And, and so thinking about that entry point, so Vancouver, our commercial prices in areas like Yale Town are astronomical, right? Big so wh- what, are, what can people expect if they were to, to look at, at spaces in, say, like the Harris Green District? The Har- well, you see a lot of prices out there around the 500 to $600 a foot mm-hmm. price point, sort of on vacant shell space. Uh, you see those numbers creep up. The further sort of some submarkets out there. So I think if you could kind of get something into something like there, the biggest difference looking over there versus over here is the capitalization rates. Over here, buying that same product in a Yale town, you might be getting something around a two and a half or even a three percent cap rate. You take that same product and you put it in Victoria in an emerging market, you might get anywhere between a five to even maybe a five and a half cap rate type of thing. So you're getting a better annual return on it. I also think if you look at markets like Yale Town that have had a huge run on the lease rates over the years, going back, you I mean, 10 years ago, you might have found product in that marketplace, 30, 35, 40 on the retail side. That same product has crept up into like the high 90s in some areas around the SkyTrain station. This product in Victoria, you're finding around 30 to $35 a foot. So if I can acquire something with a greater return annually at a cheaper price point, but I also have the opportunity for these lease rates to potentially you know, double, maybe triple over the next 5, 10, 15 years, that's going to add the equity in my property. That seems like the one of the most interesting things about Victoria is that the cash flow, the cap rates are, are better. Yeah. But the appreciation, at least in your mind, seems like it's kind of on a, either on a trajectory that's going to be similar to Vancouver or 
even looking back 10 years ago, uh, there's a potential in the future for the run-up that we've seen here, if I understand correctly. No, I think you're exactly right. And I think as Vancouver becomes a tougher and tougher market to make money in, that people will be looking maybe to transition some money outside of the Vancouver area. And Victoria has a lot of similarities to what Vancouver is. And I think a lot of people can relate going back 10 years ago, watching what Vancouver's gone through, trying to get in maybe that early ground level where I think if you told someone to buy something in Yaletown in the early 2000s, they would just shake your head at you. Well, right. now they've probably been retired twice over if they yeah. bought a strat a lot. Right. So I think when people can relate to that, and I think when you look in Victoria's standpoint, is you have a lot of similar stats that we have here. From a multifamily standpoint, you have a sub 1% vacancy rate which makes it very attractive for investors. Retail, there's, there's not a lot of vacancy in the downtown core and the suburban markets. So if you can get in to a marketplace that doesn't have a lot of trade-offs for probably half the price, with my opinion, probably greater mid to long-term potential, I think that's what a lot of investors will open their eyes up to. And, and so what I'm hearing basically is if you had the choice to buy commercial in, or in Vancouver or commercial in Victoria right now, you're probably heading to Victoria. I think Victoria, because from a dollar standpoint, like your money doesn't know where it goes. So if I can go into a, a similar type product for probably half the price at a better annual return, and I think you probably have better mid to long-term potential on it, I would go over there versus versus maybe sticking around in Vancouver today. So, so Corey, you're, you're the resident expert uh, on the commercial side here on the show. Would you buy, so we've established you'd buy in Victoria as opposed to Vancouver right now. Yeah. Would you consider residential or are the opportunities primarily in in commercial for you? Well, the nice thing with commercial is you have triple net leases. So as your additional rent costs, like your property taxes and your strata fees and all that climb year over year, those costs can get passed on to your tenant. So I like that before we start. Can can you just unpack that for for people that don't know what you're talking about? So in, in most leases, you have a base rent price, which is sort of the fair market price that you negotiate. And then you have your additional rent costs, your cam costs, your triple net costs. Those are the operating costs for the landlord, your property taxes, strata fee, management fees. And those costs get passed down to the tenant on an annual basis. And as those costs increase they further get passed down to the tenant versus in residential. If someone's paying me $2,000 for rent out of that 2000, I got to pay all my costs out of that. As my property taxes increase, as my strata fees increase, my rent may not increase as much to keep up with that versus in commercial. It just purely gets passed down to the tenants. Right. Okay. So that's number one. Number one. one number one positive for commercial. Number one positive. It's a fairly big positive. And I think if you look at it, if I was to look at residential, it'd be in a multifamily capacity. Multifamily over here in Vancouver, you might get something between two and a half, maybe a 3% cap rate, and you have a sub 1% vacancy rate, which is really key when you're looking at uh, cap rates. In Victoria, I might get a four and a half, five, maybe even a five and a half, depending on the marketplace, and I still have a sub 1% vacancy rate. So as long as my vacancy rates are really low, I would take the better return than maybe staying over here. Because I think what's going to happen is you're going to see more and more money from the mainland start to go over there in the commercial capacity because of how tough the marketplace is here. So when people start to, the more demand comes in for the product, the cap rates at say a five or five and a half are very attractive versus we're used to two and a half, three over here. Even at four and a half, I think it's attractive to a lot of people over here. So that's where I think there, there'll be an opportunity to probably gain some equity in the coming years as I think some money shifts more towards the island. So, so in thinking about what you would buy, so uh, maybe a scenario where you have no budget, what are you yeah. buying in Victoria? I'd probably buy an office building. An office uh, building. Okay. Right. There's not a lot of product in that marketplace. And you look at a lot of the major developers over there, they're building office buildings because the demand is coming in. Vancouver's office market is, is, is ridiculously competitive right now. Lease rates have gone through the roof. Purely driven by tech, we work spaces, co-working spaces are dry, taking up a lot of the square footage. And I think a lot of these employers that maybe have multiple offices around the province or around the country or North America, Victoria is a very viable option for them. And they haven't really had a major, major office push yet. So I think if we kind of echo what's happened here, but on a smaller scale, Victoria, I think office market will definitely see vac- vacancy rates decreasing and probably rental rates going up. And, and if so, an office building sounds great. We have a lot of kind of mom and pop investors on the show. And I think every time you're on, uh, we hear from people that are kind of shifting their focus primarily from residential to potentially commercial. If you're working with a budget of, say, I don't know, let's say between 500000 to a million, uh, what are you buying over in Victoria? I think to go back to the strata retail. 
And I think because there's not a lot of opportunity over there, a lot of the buildings, like I said, are, are heritage downtown, so they're not stratified. So if you're buying them, you're buying the building that kind of comes with it. And there's not a lot of redevelopment potential, obviously. So I think if you got retail in kind of the sub-markets, Old Town, or even the Harris Green District, as the population comes in, that's going to push demand on the retail side. And if there's not a lot of product there, you mean you're going to see rates start to probably creep up in the coming years. That's where I think probably your smart money is, both short, medium, and maybe long-term. Yeah. Is there, uh, you know, before we went live here, you mentioned that, I mean, there's two two thoughts here. One is that you've kind of framed it a couple times as Victoria being sort of 10 years behind Vancouver. Yeah. It's interesting because Rick sort of talks about foreign buyers in Vancouver and then offshore buyers going to Victoria, which are buyers from the lower mainland. Do you see opportunities, like how is the culture different? And is there an opportunity uh, for people from the lower mainland who have operated in this kind of fast-paced dynamic market to to go over to Victoria and, and uh, take advantage of kind of that sleepiness as you just well i think i think the buying cycle is different right over there it seems like a lot of product is either built or getting close to being completed before it really starts to turn versus over here you tend to see things that go on sale in a showroom and they're sold out months years in advance right and i think that mindset over there has sort of never sort of been the same as we had over here and i think as you see vancouver developers vancouver tenants and vancouver investors slowly look at that marketplace over there and realize the opportunities that do exist that i think you know when you'll start to see that buying cycle change and that will put that will force sort of the local buying cycle to sort of pay attention to you know maybe we can't wait for it to be 75 percent done now before we go buy our product right and talking to people over there um you mean on the commercial standpoint a lot of the retail and even some of the offices, they're almost built or close to being finished before they really start to see things get under contract versus over here, you know, we're buying it the day it gets released if we can get our hands on the right opportunity. So I think that buying cycle is an opportunity for people over here that have seen what happened firsthand and sort of you know, buy into the same game plan that's going to happen over there. I think there's an opportunity for Vancouver money probably to go in there and buy some stuff early. I know like for our offices where we're going to be putting our stuff on Johnson Street there, we acquired more retail space than what we needed in anticipation that market's going to follow. And I think we had to go to the developer directly to get them to sell it. They're probably three or four stories into a 20-story build which you mean none of the product for the commercial side has sort of been put on the market for lease or for sale yet. I think it's just the mindset versus over here, you see stuff go for sale and for lease before there's even a hole in the ground. So I think, I think us getting into the stage we did is a good position on our part. I think as that market really develops around us, we'll sort of have that cycle of the lease rates increasing and all that stuff like we talked about. And is the present market really busy in Victoria right now in the commercial area? It seems like it's picking up a lot. Okay. You mean it's it's come a long way. Like I think last time I looked, I think their office vacancy rate was probably like in the mo- low to mid sixes. That's down probably from mid to high sevens over the past couple of years. So it hasn't experienced what we do here where there's like almost a lineup at times to look at, say, an office space. So you got to sort of compare apples to apples. But I think from a commercial standpoint, it's picking up a lot. We're seeing a lot more th- see things sell through. I know like the multifamily market has seemed like it's done very, very well over there the past couple of years. So... We want to get into that marketplace now, and then as it grows and transitions upward, we're part of that. I mean, a good thing to do if you're ever sort of wondering about the success of an area is just even drive around. If you drive around and you see lots of vacancy around there and it's got a cold feeling, it kind of gives you a pretty indication of what's going on. Versus if you drive around downtown Victoria, there's not a lot of release signs anywhere. You go out to Saanich, and it's almost sprawling out of Victoria now into Saanich, and you go to shopping centers out there like Uptown and stuff like that. There's not a lot of vacancy in these marketplaces, which is a good indication of sort of what's to come. And if you sort of see that where there's not a lot of vacancy, that's going to put stress on lease rates eventually. And that's where if you kind of get in at a a good point now, hopefully you can ride those lease rates up in the future. With downtown being heritage and with there being some you know landlock issues with the water there, I don't think you're in a short-term position where it's going to become overpopulated with retail. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a supply and demand will probably kick in at some point down the road. Yeah. There's just going to be supply constraints indefinitely. Definitely. For sure. Is there... So... You guys are big on Victoria. If we're just thinking about the island kind of more broadly, are there other areas you guys are excited about? Well, I I think you can't ignore Langford with the population and the development growth they've had. Um, If you look outside of Victoria into like James Bay, 
is an area that seemed like it's it's coming together. Obviously, we love Nanaimo. We have plans of, of going there probably in the next two years once we establish Victoria. Uh, Nanaimo, if you go look on their website or the government website in Nanaimo, the, the amount of applications that are outstanding for developments, whether it be commercial or residential, is huge. So really? we, we, we monitor that because yeah. as people come into these areas, I mean, that's what drives our business eventually. So we monitor it. So we love Nanaimo. Uh, you know, Campbell River, I mean, these areas that maybe you never thought of before have seen like they've done really, really well. And a lot of it's driven by multifamily because there's been very little vacancy on that side. Mm-hmm. That tends to get people's attention. So it sounds like you're you're bullish on on the island. Very bullish, generally. Yeah, overall for sure. And I, we've done a lot of work over there from our Vancouver office mainly over the past year. So we've had a good chance to sort of experience it, see it. We've been following it really really closely for almost three years now. So we're starting to sort of establish trends and sort of see what's happening. And then we also subscribe to a lot of data networks and stuff like that that sort of monitor it over there. So you know we're, we're very bullish on the island. We got a pretty big investment going in there. Right on. Right. Well, maybe we'll leave it there. But Corey, how can people find out more about you and about William Wright? Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Five wire? We do the five wire. We, hey, this is his seventh time on. We got to yeah. do the five wire every time. But I already know what advice Corey would <laughs> yeah. give us. Pocket squares. Uh, yeah. Go, go buy <laughs> no, a pocket square. No, we'd Corey. love to have you do the five wire. Can we do a Victoria version? For sure. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So what is your favorite neighborhood in Victoria? I like downtown. I like downtown Victoria. It's, it sounds like the, the, the opportunities there uh, from this discussion are, are kind of incredible. Um, what is your favorite bar or restaurant in Victoria? You know, at one time I went to the, I think it's called the Banker, Bard and Banker or something like that right downtown. It's kind of a really old English pub. The food was amazing. Great atmosphere. I would definitely go back. Where would you bring someone from out of town First if, place. If, if you're visiting. <laughs> I, I, I was over there and I went and stopped off at Miniature World, believe it or not. Miniature World. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible, the detail. Miniature these, World. That's where Secret buys his clothes. Yeah. You know what? My wife and daughter went to Miniature yeah, World. Pi- they pi- were super impressed. Picture Legoland like in your house. It's, it's, right. The detail's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even, so. hear that. I didn't so. even catch that secret. <laughs> so I would, uh, I would definitely go to Miniature World. I think it's called Miniature World. Yeah. Right. On the backside of the Empress there. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so the next question we got for you is, what have you bought in the last, say, year or so? And you've answered this before, but we got to get another one from you. Under 500 bucks that's changed your life. So I've listened to you guys lots, and I see how sort of a lot of developers have deferred this to stuff they've bought other family members. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and we finally discovered that we got to buy them both the exact same thing. So, so that has definitely changed my life because you don't have them biting each other or pushing each other to share a toy now that each have their own shark. So, right. So that <laughs> Some kids presumably want both toys, even if they're the same. Well, they want all toys, yeah. everything. doesn't matter what it is. So buying them both the same thing was, was changed my life in a good way. What about, and we got to ask you, because I think you missed this one, Matt, but what, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Slow down. I think when I was younger, I thought I had to take over the world. Yeah. The first day, I didn't realize. I thought Rome <laughs> this was coming built. from a guy who's literally taking over <laughs> British Columbia. <laughs> it's, it's, I thought when I was younger, I thought that I had to. You know, I mean, Rome was built overnight. Right. Yeah. I thought I'd be the first one to do everything. And I remember my dad always telling me, "Slow down, slow down, slow down." And I never sort of clicked in until I got to my mid thirties. But that would be definitely something I'd tell my younger self: is slow down. It's not going to happen overnight. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, how can people find out more about William Wright Commercial and also? Uh, a little bit about the new office in, in Victoria. Yeah, so we, uh, you can find us at williamwright.ca, and that's W-R-I-G-H-T. Uh, we have offices in Langley, New West, Vancouver. People are always welcome to stock by any time. And then uh, we're looking to get a temporary office open in the Victoria Marketplace early 2020 and then into our permanent space once completed. Hopefully, fingers crossed, end of 2020, and we'll be located at uh, 854 Johnson Street. Probably uh, unit numbers still to come. Um, but they can reach all of us through our website there. We're also launching uh, WilliamWrightApartments.ca, which will be a dedicated multifamily site. Oh, right. Uh, you kind of you kind of see that a lot of multifamily buyers. It's sort of a very unique asset class. You I mean they're government government monitored leases. A lot of people that buy and sell multifamily only buy and sell multifamily, versus someone who buys retail will also probably buy industrial or office. So we have a dedicated website coming out with reports and all that stuff up to date. Uh, for the multifamily buyers. And you guys, we should point out, you produce some pretty interesting reports. Like it's worth 
signing up to your guys. Yeah, we have the William Wright Review, which is uh, sort of a video blog we do every month, and then we either feature a project or an area. Uh, we have uh, one coming up. We'll actually be in Victoria on Wednesday shooting, which we're going to talk all about the Victoria Marketplace and why we're going over there and sort of announce that we're coming over. But uh, we just did one on the, the microbrewery industry, which has completely changed how a lot of people look at areas. Yeah. So, well, we're going to have you back to talk about that for sure. Love to. Yeah. Love to. So anything we can do to sort of provide an education level out there for people would be great. Right on. Well, Perfect. Thanks so much for your time again, Corey. Best dressed me. guy in the business. There's no question. About this is that. only for you guys. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I, all weekend I was trying on different outfits to see which guys, you, which one you guys would like best. <laughs> well, you, it's that one. Clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Clearly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for taking the time. Thanks right so much on. for having me, guys. Okay. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Rick Hugendorn and Corey Wright. Really enjoyed that comprehensive overview of the of the market, the commercial market and the residential market in Victoria. I feel like I have a much better understanding of that market. A, a much better understanding. I also feel like there, there's a ton of opportunities on the island. And I also love this idea of kind of thinking about it conceptually in relation to our market. Sure. And seeing the opportunities basically in relation to what's going on in Vancouver. Well, there's a lot of interplay be- between the two markets. And obviously, you know, uh, if you understand Victoria, it better informs your investments in Vancouver and vice versa. Exactly. But what else do we got, Adam? We got a couple things to talk about before we sign off. We do, we do. We've got three things that I really want to hammer home here. One is that if you want to watch the raw video of that interview with Corey Wright, head over to YouTube and and find us, Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, on YouTube. And you can actually subscribe because we're pumping out The videos videos are just beginning. Yeah, the videos are just beginning, but we're recording a lot of our interviews now, and they're going to be available on our YouTube channel. Um, They're also going to be available on our site, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And then the second thing, Matt, I'm so excited about, this is is something we've been kind of thinking about for a very long time and trying to figure out how to, how this is going to work. And I think we've actually got it dialed now. I think we have it dialed. We're doing basically uh, a Vancouver real estate live event and it's going to happen at Bento box. So it's, it's on our YouTube channel. You can interact with us. You can ask us questions in real time. Um, you can join us and just even watch as a, you know, you don't have to interact, but of course we're going to be presenting usually with a guest, yeah, um, but often not just nec- the two of yeah, us. Yeah, not necessarily always with a guest, but I think the first one, it, it looks like we have a guest. Uh, we have a topic. We'll announce that probably next week. But it is the evening of October 9th. October 9th, so save the date there. And last... And last but not least, Matt, we have free tickets to give away to Condo Expo, um, which we're excited about as well. Saturday, September 29th. Yes, so that's coming up very quickly. So if you want your free ticket, it's the retail value of the ticket is about $25. I think it's $25. There's gonna be it's gonna be a big event. You're gonna find out about tons of different opportunities in the new construction market. Right. A lot of people, like some obviously some of the largest developers in Vancouver, guys like Ani are there. But then a lot of people we've had on like Akimbo, sure. uh, the Imani group. Uh, mission from the mission group from uh from Kelowna yes like there's there's a ton of great developers you can walk and just go booth to booth find out about incentives good buys it's it's a great thing to it's going to be a fantastic to, networking opportunity and it's also just great to to get some boots on the ground and actually look out look at what people are up to and you know what vancouverrealestatepodcast.com sign up we got a ticket for you we absolutely do matt but now now it's time actually to give away the book, Vancouverism, by Larry Beasley. Signed copy of Larry's book with a personalized message. Drum roll, secret. Secret, can you read out our uh, winner this week? Timothy Hong. And Timothy writes, amazing podcasts. Adam and Matt are super passionate hosts and always create great content for the podcast. Keep up the good work, exclamation point. Thank you very much, Timothy. Wow, you, you, exclamation point means you just emphasize that. I was you, say, don't, you don't have to, you're, you're not doing voice to I've text I've been doing secret. too much voice to text. Well, well can, can, yeah, congratulations, Timothy. And get in touch for your free but signed copy of Larry Beasley's book, Vancouverism, Timothy. And last but not least, we got resources. We got resources on VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. 
Like PCS, Matt, if you're not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor-level information. It's free. It's available on our site. And man, it is the best way to look for real estate in Vancouver, hands down. We've tried them all. It's the best resource, right? If you're not You've using got, private you, client services, you're doing it wrong. That's just a fact. That that absolutely is a fact. And what else do we got? We've got the Live Wire. That is our weekly newsletter that goes out. We're sending out tons of stats. We've been I've I've been overwhelming that list with the stats recently. We got deal of the month, we got assignments going out. The future's bright for the Live Wire. There's no reason not to be on that list. Join the list over at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And that, I think Adam is a wrap. That is a wrap, Matt. And how can people get in touch with you? Oh, right. 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. We also got that secret line. Info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Exclamation point. (laughs) Have a good week, guys. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. And I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Konkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.